Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw, special edition. I would be Bradshaw. That would be your Chickasaw native, your Chickasaw Hall of Famer, Oklahoma's favorite son, Mr. Gerald Briscoe. And incredible treat we have today. We've had Mr. Dave Meese on before, the legendary Playboy photographer. You know, when you grow up as a kid, everybody says, I just want to be a Playboy photographer. And he got to be one, and not only be one, be the legendary Playboy photographer. He's now got his own magazine named after himself with a little French twist, Massey magazine yep. and yep. the model of the month miss juliet wild who by the way plays all of those instruments behind her it's exciting to have both of you guys thanks for joining us absolutely thank you so much for having me and i'm so excited to be here it's awesome to meet you and see you again david good to see you as well <laughs> as always uh, Juliet, always a pleasure to see a beautiful lady on this podcast. We're, we're usually stuck with a bunch of old time wrestlers. So uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is this is a different taste for John and I and, and our fans out there. So welcome aboard. Hope 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 we can entertain you and entertain our fans out there. But let I want to talk to David. Just well, we last had him on there. The magazine was getting kicked off and everything. How's 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 the magazine going? You you you're pleased with your growth and everything? we're we're slowly growing uh we're we're now being seen worldwide by the way um we have uh, sales in australia new zealand hong kong even russia believe wow. it or not uh, mexico france italy so um a few sales in all those countries but um most of it of course here domestically in the us but uh we're we're growing you know and and what's we're all we're working on our second year we in um April, no, um, yeah, April of this year, 2024, marks two years that we've been publishing every month. Oh, congratulations. I'm pretty excited that, about that. Pretty proud that, of that. That's, that's quite a feat nowadays here with magazines and news press in general, Yodel. But I can see why why you're growing there with, with beautiful women such as Juliet here. I mean, you, it's a cape, uh, it's a win-win situation for us. I was so excited. I was so excited to to uh snag Juliet, let's put it and have her be one of our models in the middle um and and i i, I don't and i don't know if i told her this but uh like i told you gentlemen uh she is uh, she is like uh what i when i was working at playboy i found 23 playmates of the month plus one playmate of the year during my tenure there and um she is what i would say a she would have been a classic playmate for Playboy if Playboy were still publishing and still doing what they used to do. But um, I got her from Missy, so I'm pretty happy well, about that. Well, congrats, congratulations to you, Juliet, on that. Right, you know, becoming a fitness model, you know, it, it's and a and a, a, a fitness lady that gets uh, photographed. You if you got you got to stay in shape all the time, and, and you know it, it's kind of a unique profession. Sort of like when when we get ladies into professional wrestling, we always why why did you pick that? Why why did you why did you want to become a wrestler? I ask you to say what 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 was the what was the attraction to the model? Well, it's a Great question. It's a long story that I could go into very much detail about, but I, I kind of happened upon modeling really randomly. I mean, I did actually do a little bit like for fun when I was in high school and I was pretty young, just like really 
little local stores uh, actually modeled for a vintage store was one of my first like opportunities. I had this fashion show, but I modeled and trade for my prom dress that I wore, which I actually still have. Um, and so that's where I kind of initially started, but I didn't really do any modeling again for a while until I had been studying in college and I had like a degree in science, but I didn't really I felt like I wanted to go in a different direction. So I started studying art, which I've always been into art and drawing and creating things. So I was sitting in my first ever figure drawing class and there was a model who was a peer and it was her first time modeling. And, you know, she's in a robe on the stand, ready to start, ready to take off her clothes in front of the whole school, not the whole school, but basically all of our peers. And I just remember watching her as I'm ready to draw in this moment of, she goes, well, here goes. <laughs> and threw off her robe. And in that instant, I was like, I want to do that. And so I started modeling for local drawing groups. This was in Washington state, but um, this was before I moved to LA. And so I don't know about maybe almost, well, a while later, I'm not sure how many years later, but I moved to LA and had all this kind of experience as a figure drawing model, which is different than being photographed, quite different actually, but because I had all these reference photos that a painter had taken for me and was very gracious to give me to take to LA, I moved to Los Angeles in 2016 and didn't really know what I was going to do, but it just worked out. I just started modeling and I started working also in the film industry and I do photography as well and behind camera stuff, video stuff, drones, a little bit of everything. And it just, boom, I was instantly just a freelancer for the first time in my life. Never thought that was even possible. Couldn't imagine how I could do that. And it worked out. So that was 2016 and it's just yeah. been getting better and better ever since. So. Wow. It, it, it's got to take so much nerve, nerve to, to have, have the confidence to get out there. I'm sure you 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 train you you do physical training and probably a nutritional diet all the time too to look as, as great as you look right. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I I try. Yeah, I, I'm really lucky to have a really great fast metabolism, and I've always been pretty active. But I definitely do a lot of training and a lot of trail running, and it's an important part of my job to stay fit. But I think actually now I right now I'm in the most fit shape I've ever been in my entire life. So my previous modeling, I mean, it's like pictures are great. I look good. I look great. And now that I'm seeing myself in my photos with more muscle definition, I'm like, yes, this is where I want to be. I love my previous work and I'm so happy with where I'm evolving into the future. Well, you you live in one of the most beautiful areas in the entire United States, out out at Sonoma, Arizona. There, the the scenery around there is just breathtaking, and uh, and the the hiking and and the trail running it is got to be a challenge too, because you're at some heights at times, right? Yeah, I gotta be I gotta be careful out there. There's a lot of tricky trails that I run on, and I do a lot of trail running in Sedona, and I think it's at about three uh 600 or so feet here so it's uh you know and I go I go to Phoenix a lot to work and I'm running at, at that elevation too but it's so so beautiful I'm so grateful to get to live here Julia you and I have a couple things in common for one uh you're a cat lady and I'm a cat guy so yeah. I, found, I just found that out which I think is awesome but also I've climbed a couple of mountains uh, in my life. I failed on a couple too, but uh, I, was in, I was in Russia and climbed El Brisa there. Uh, and I was down in Aconcagua, uh, down in Argentina, the highest mountain outside of the Alps. And when, whenever I got there, all I got was like really old Russian mean guides or Argentinian guides. I never got someone that looked like you. It's just, <laughs> I, I somehow got the short stick on this one. People have to be like, be excited when you're guiding people in the rocks. They're like, good grief. We got this wonderful fitness model to take us, not just some old uh, Russian guy who wants to smoke cigarettes and get back <laughs> vodka. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Well, yeah, I think, I think David mentioned that, that I'm actually, I haven't started with my guiding yet. So oh, you I, haven't, I thought you'd started. I, okay. I've actually had lots and lots of people very interested. And one was scheduled last week was supposed to be my first one, but he backed out. So, uh, that's too bad, but um, I think also 
technically, if I'm actually guiding people, I do need a certification. So I'm going to have to wait about a year before I can even apply for that. And so for now, I'm really putting myself out there as a model who can take photographers to the off the beaten path locations. Sedona is very, very touristy, which is also, you know, can be good for what I want to do. And I can hopefully connect with more of those tourists. But as it is, I'm kind of connecting with art artists and photographers who want to shoot in Sedona and I can kind of sneak out to like a little location, do the whole woo thing with the robe and, and take a few pictures because um, I know how to get to some of those places that the tourists wouldn't walk up on on us. But I, I do shoot, I have been shooting myself in, in Sedona and I have, um, I've been walked up on when I'm not really paying attention and there's like a trail and you can kind of see the whole landscape and I look up and there's like a group of 20 hikers down there that are seeing me and I'm like well let me just <laughs> awkwardly they pass by I'm like mm, you know uh, uh. nothing we, we were in I was in college at Evelyn Christian which is a very strict uh, re religious school and we were we we're training to we're going to play somebody I think UT uh, UT Arlington or somebody like that when they still had a football program they got disbanded a while they got it back now and literally in the in the stands where we went to stop and work out at this thing there was like a Playboy shoot <laughs> in the stands like a college football program and we're you know we're a bunch of eighteen year old kids that had to go to chapel every day this is the great it was the greatest day of my life to this day it's still, it's still the greatest day of my life. Oh, that's and, and plus, awesome. when, when, when you're a when you're a guide, you have to know certain things because you get old people like me and Mr. Briscoe. You got to know how to use a defibrillator. <laughs> There's a good chance we don't make it. No. I know, and that's something that I will have to really work on getting things to be really safe. I actually have to get my certification renewed, but I'm also a wilderness first responder. Um, I've actually gone through the course twice, and um, it's time to to get it renewed. But so to have the tour certification, the wilderness first responder certification, which includes first aid and CPR. So I also am very, very knowledgeable about hiking and outdoors. I've studied it actually in college. I studied a lot of um, like outdoor wilderness planning and I've gone camping and backpacking. So I, I can only hope that I can bring the absolute best to the table for my clients in the future to keep them safe, to show them amazing locations, and then also to provide uh, a very experienced and fit model and um, hopefully in the future I can bring other models in as well but for now it's like kind of a just solo operation that I'm working on so it's a yeah. lot of pieces but I'm really excited before we get it go ahead Don sorry. Sorry, where, where did your love for the outdoors come as a kid were you always did you always enjoy the mountains did you always enjoy the rocks is that where it came from and then you decided out I'd like to do this where I can be out there as much as possible Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've always been, my family was really into camping and hiking growing up, and it's always been something I've loved. Absolutely. Yeah. So so before we get into the, the, the instruments behind you there, how did you hook up with David? How, how did you get this great opportunity that David presented you? Well, David reached out to me on Instagram, and I think he had found my model mayhem portfolio, which is kind of where my main model portfolio is. Photographers can find me. And I had been seeing David on my radar because a lot of models that I met and became friends with last year in 2023 were popping up with these photos. David Misi, David Misi I'm seeing him tagged and I'm seeing his style. So he was already on my radar. I'd already seen some of his work. And when he reached out to me on Instagram, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And we scheduled it within, I think it was a less than a week. We scheduled the shoot in, in Phoenix. It was just boom, we're ready to go. So it was yeah. great. It was just great timing. We yeah. got the ball rolling right away and, and tackled oh, yeah. it. Uh, you, you mentioned something. I, I'm, I'm very curious here. I know when, when a photographer is looking for a model, he's looking for certain certain aspects of, of the model. That what are you looking for in a photographer when, when a photographer approaches you and wants to do a layout like this with you? Well, that's a great question. Yeah, I, I want to know that the other models that he's worked with have had a good time with the shoot. So that's really important uh, for sure. And also the quality of the work because when I saw the work, I was like, wow, yeah, I want that in my portfolio. There's just a moment you feel where you see something and you say, yes, I want that in my portfolio or like, 
maybe, you know, maybe it has some other benefits it could bring me or something. I have to look at the full picture of what it's going to offer me because it does take a lot of time to do all of this. And um, so that's the basics of what I look for. What was the difference with David on the set? And the reason I asked that is because you look at pictures of models and you look at pictures of models that David shoots. They're just better when David shoots them. I mean, everything about it, the the, every, the, the all the ambiance, everything about it, it's just better, just a better photograph. And what was the difference with working with David on the set as compared, say, to working with other photographers? Well, I would say there's a lot of things uh, that were different and wonderful about it. The efficiency was incredible. It's like he, you know, it already had the lights set up and um, having a makeup artist also and a hair hair and makeup artist on the set. Like I can do my own makeup and I didn't do my hair today because I thought we were, I thought we were doing like, I don't know why I thought we were doing just voice. You're on here with me and Mr. Briscoe. We're about 170 <laughs> years between us. So you look great. No, you can wear, you can yeah. be, you can come out of the mud pit and look better than <laughs> us. You look wonderful. Usually I'll do like a hair, but so he had the hair and makeup artist on set, which makes just a great difference, especially that I don't have to do it and have a professional do it. And the location uh let's see the efficiency of it and we were getting through like a look okay boom we're done we got it we don't need to take 500 pictures or a you know 150 pictures it's really you only need five pictures for the magazine or however many there are so it was really the efficiency of it and also how excited he was um he had this amazing, he has this amazing setup where he's got the monitor that you can see the picture right away as soon as he takes it not on the camera screen, but on like its own special monitor. So I can look, I can see it. I can know, oh, maybe I want to change my pose a little or whatever. The direction that David gives is amazing. Uh, you know, as a model posing, I know my posing pretty well, but sometimes it feels like I'm like, oh, does this look good? Is this a weird angle? So to have David say, oh, you know, move your elbow or your foot or whatever, which way to really help me understand what pose I can really nail in that in that moment and just the excitement and you know I ran over to the monitor and we both like squeal over the picture because we were so excited it looked amazing straight out of camera I couldn't believe it. I'm like this looks like it's already been edited it just looked perfect the lighting the hair and makeup that, that the artist did um and she was also lovely to work with so he hired someone who lifted me up even before the shoot just really vibed with her uh yeah I think that's kind of covers it. Oh, and there was lunch, which is always good. <laughs> it's always of course, good. <laughs> always, yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that um she she mentioned about um we both got very excited. That's that's how I am. I mean, I'm like when I'm working with a model and everything's just going great and the pictures are coming. I I use an iPad, a really an iPad Pro, a big one. It's like 12 inches in um across diagonally or whatever it is, the iPad Pro. And I have it set up in, in such a way that it's it's by Wi-Fi. And it uh, the photos go from my camera directly to the iPad. And I use it as a uh, like a big Polaroid. What, what I used to do when I was shooting film, instead of shooting a Polaroid, it comes up on this monitor and I can see it uh, on the iPad. Especially doing what happens is when I do these photo shoots, especially for the model in the middle, the who's going to be a centerfold, I need to see that it fits the format for both the covers, for all the covers, <clears throat> front, back, inside. And then also her centerfold picture is very special because it's a it's a very distinct format, very slender. And I have to make sure that her pose and everything fits within that format. And uh, also it's the picture that uh, exemplifies her as the, the model in the middle. So... As we're shooting, and I'm just like, I mean, when it, when she, I mean, she was so good in front of the camera. I mean, she was just freaking awesome. And when when the picture would come up, I every time it'd come out, I'd go, "Oh my gosh, we got it, we got it!" And then I'd do another one. Oh my gosh, we got another. It was just a constant. Every time I'd shoot one, it would be better than the other one. So she was just fantastic. David, what has changed as far as you know, like your camera now on your cell phone is a 4K camera. It's got all kinds of stuff. So the, the technological advantage is not that big, you know, between a professional photographer now and the amateur photographer. So what is the edge that you have now? Because still, when I look at your pictures, your pictures are just better than everybody else's. What is the edge that you have now that you go in when you go into a photo shoot? I think it's a combination of um, 
the location combined with the the quality of the model. Um, then also, I think most important is the lighting. The the lighting is what separates. Um, I think a lot of the photographs that I do with others. I mean, a lot of people out there now, a lot of photographers out there now depend only on available light, only on the light that's in a room. And uh, then later on in post, they try to make it look better and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, which is great. I mean, that's that's one way to do it. But because I come from a background of shooting for the magazine, for Playboy back in the day, and having to shoot with so many lights, it's sort of ingrained into me to do it that way. So for me, rather than just trying to shoot what's in a room, I actually create my own light. I try to create a mood. I try to create a, a, an atmosphere that makes the model look even better than what she does in real life. It's kind of like flatter. It's a flattering light um, that makes it, even though we want her to be a real looking model, it's not like fantasy, so to speak. It's not, well, it's not AI either. It's reality that's got a little bit more of a beautiful edge to it due to the lighting and, of course, the poses and everything. And that goes hand in hand but with a collaboration with a, with a really good model like Juliet. I mean, it, like she was mentioning, she, she moves great. She has, she has a great sense of herself as far as how she's looking in the camera. But it's those little things that I might have her change a shoulder or move a hand or something like that to make it fit. So that's that's it. It's just it's those tiny little um, items that make every I try to make every photograph perfect as much as I can in camera, less retouching at the end. And uh, by doing that, it separates, I guess, what I do from a lot of the other stuff that's out there. Not to say that their stuff isn't good. It's just that I try to make my stuff even a level above. Are, are you critical? Maybe not externally, but at least uh, inside your mind. The reason I the, the reason I request the basis of this question is Mr. Briscoe and I will watch a TV show. And we'll think, why would they shoot it like that? You know, because we've done TV for so long. Or why would they do that? It just doesn't make any sense. Now that doesn't mean we, we complain about it, go on Twitter and talk about it. But you know, to, well, don't we own, complain about it? Joe. We complain about it to each other, maybe not, not publicly, but at least in our own mind, we're like. That just doesn't make any sense. When you look at some pictures, sometimes you look, that is horrible. Why would they do that? You gotta have that feeling. I will, I will do that. And and but I don't, I don't try to, I don't, I'm not gonna say that to a person because I know a lot of people out there trying to do their best and and they're they're doing it the way they think they they feel it is good. Um I just um I always have tried to be exemplary. Uh, with my own work, I try to make it, like I said, uh, above everything else out there. And it's just a constant battle. And yes, I am a very, I am, uh, I'm very tough on myself, on my photographs. And, and if, if I do something, I shoot something and I see that there's something missing, ah, it makes me crazy. And I have to make it perfect. And so I have to add, and Juliet will tell you, I keep adding lights. I keep, well, there's a light that's got to go up here. <laughs> God, I need another one. And um, I'm always kidded about that by, because uh, I do workshops and um, the, it's kind of the standing joke that David's always going to add another light. <laughs> <laughs> Juliet, Juliet, uh, basically the same question and, and I think I know that, but you're, you're an outdoors person. Do you prefer the outdoor studio or do you like the controlled environment in a studio or something like that? And David, I know your preference would probably be in the studio because you got so much more control over over the, the mother nature. But when you have a model like Juliet, Juliet, this is for you. How, where do you feel the most comfortable? Shooting in indoors and controlled or outdoors? When I'm posing, I... I love to be outside. I mean, the results of the photo shoot with, with David are absolutely stellar and the lighting is just perfect. And I think, I really think that both are really necessary because for me to see myself in that light and to just be like, wow, I kept saying, who is she? You know, cause I was like, wow, she's but you know, I know, I know it's me intellectually, but it's just seeing that image really, really boosts my self-esteem and so then to have my favorite place the outdoors and get to shoot and also create absolutely incredible I'm so so proud of 
especially some really recent shoots I did this week in the outdoors in an in absolutely incredible location in Tucson with these waterfalls. And I mean, I see these images and I'm just, I'm just stunned, but I'm also stunned when I see the David's iPad and, and like, wow, that's straight out of cameras. The lighting is just impeccable. And for an outdoor shoot, like for example, the one I just referred to, we had to kind of wait for the light. And it's important to work with a photographer who sees that, okay, this isn't the right lighting. I don't need to waste my energy to pose in some lighting that's not gonna, we don't wanna use. So we had to wait for the light to be right. And sometimes that's not always the case. And sometimes you do a shoot and it's like, well, the lighting wasn't right, but we got this other concept. I guess we can, you know, be creative. So it's it's nice to have the controlled setting and you know what you're going to get. But I mean, because I love being outside so much, I just absolutely love being naked on the earth and on the trees. It's just really where my soul is fed. But I think both are really, really important and they go hand in hand and really feed into each other and, and help enhance the other, if that makes sense. David, you mentioned your subscribers that you have all over the world. You know, there's been some transformative changes in, in the globe, you know, in the last, say, 500 years. I think the Enlightenment, obviously, you had you know, transformative changes. You had around 1900 when you had the car and the plane and the automobile, and you saw the wealth that came with it, you know, with Carnegie and Vanderbilt and Rockefeller and Edison um, and J.P. Morgan. Then now you're seeing that national village has become a global village. And the yeah. wealth is a multiple of that too. So you see Musk and Zuckerberg now because they're no longer re restricted geographically to a nation. They're now, it's really a global village. That's what you're doing with your magazine now. Has that changed any way that you view your magazine and say from way Playboy was marketed back just mainly to America or the North America to now you're marketing literally to the globe? And, and, and to a degree, but I, it's one of those things that I, I'm, to be honest, I don't really um, think about trying to, to, to think in terms of doing an international publication, because that would, that would mean doing translation and all that sort of thing. But what I'm hoping to do and what I hope my work does, it translates because of what we're presenting, who we're presenting, the gorgeous women I'm hoping will continue to be something that that people around the world uh, cherish and and that type of photography. Um, and I, I, I uh, in the last ten years, fifteen years, I've discovered that I didn't realize I had all these fans around the world. But working for Playboy, which was being seen around the world, and a lot of my work would be seen in Germany and France and all these other places i never you never think about that when you're doing it. it it's just part of the job and so uh, i have a lot of fans in germany i mean i i mean it's amazing i've i've gone over and spent a, a month over there at a time doing workshops and meeting people and 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 they and they all knew who i who i am and I, it, to me it was kind of like mind-boggling i'm like wow how do you know me well duh they saw my photos over the years all those decades that I worked for for Playboy, my pictures with my name under them were being seen. And you just, but you don't think about that. And it's just what what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to keep that sort of legacy that that I helped create for the magazine for Playboy back in the day to stay around and present beautiful ladies like Juliet and all the other uh, women that I have appearing in in almost said Playboy, uh, appearing in the say, um, to keep that legacy alive. And I think that just beauty worldwide is still one of those very special things that so many people want to see. And, um, and I think that's what's helping um, propel the magazine around the world like it's like it's starting to do. Um, it's funny, I was talking to my art director about this very thing just a couple of three weeks ago about how I've suddenly realized that we're starting to, to quote, get seen. And um, that's, a, that's a big deal. I mean, you know, we're still considered a startup for the first two couple of years, you're considered a startup, two or three years I hear before it starts to get traction. And so for us, this is very exciting. I just, I just hope that I can maintain myself physically and mentally. To be able to keep up this pace, but um, 
that's that's I think that's what makes the magazine appealing to the world is because we're still offering beauty, and that's that's the bottom line. The magazines that I've, I've read of yours, the, the articles have been fantastic. You know, the, the old joke was I, I get Playboy for the articles, but the, the articles were good. They were they're excellent. We talked about this last time. The articles are excellent, written by great writers. Uh, what is your thoughts going into every single month or is there an overall theme that you want to hit is there a demo you want to hit is there a certain type of writer that you want to hit we're we're you know i'm always looking for new new uh talent for the writing and everything um and by the way we're starting to actually have a, a few photographers submit to us and i've we've now published a photographer down in florida a couple of times i have another another couple of guys have reached out to me so i'm i'm really excited i really do want to open it up and have um, other photographers appearing in the magazine. I don't know about the centerfold because that is a very specialized looking layout and a very special thing. But hey, you know, uh, when I was starting out years and years and years ago, I I got thrown into that deep into the pool very quickly when I went to work for the for the magazine. And so it is possible. Um, but yes, I I. Um, the writing talent, I think, has been really amazing. It's it's people who who are aspiring writers, and they're like, "Well, I've got this idea for a story." I go, "Send it to me. Let me see it." And they do. I have a gentleman in, in the UK that's that wrote a short story, um, and we wrote it. Uh, we published it in three different segments, um, and so it was great. It was like, uh, it, I mean, it was really cool. It's kind of like the. Uh, uh, it was like the story of a dystopian future and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was pretty interesting. And so his piece ran. And the other thing is I, I want to bring articles, lifestyle articles out, out to the public as well, because that's what guys and women both like to read either cars or food or travel. Um, and we've been able to, to keep doing that. And that's, I think that's another side to it. Yes. People like to read articles, really nicely done articles, along with seeing the, the beautiful ladies inside as well. So I think that's an important part of the magazine, just as much as the the uh, the, the beautiful women inside. I try to keep the editorial side of it at a at a high level as well. You've well, been speaking of the beautiful, talented women, uh, uh, Juliet, uh, the string instruments on your on in the back of the back of you. Tell us a little bit about those, and uh, you play them all. Which one is your favorite? I do play them all. Um, there's a couple more elsewhere. I also have a trumpet that's not up, and I have an organ um, in the other room as well. So I am a multi instrumentalist. You could get the organ, can't bring the organ in. <laughs> well, it's a small, like mini vintage uh, SD organ. It's so cute. Um, I, I just haven't found the right spot for it, but I'd love to have all the instruments together. Eventually, they're going to be like all over the house because I keep collecting more. My most recent acquisition is this ukulele bass, uh, bass ukulele here, but the bass, the acoustic bass is my, I started really practicing that this year and I'm playing every day pretty much. Uh, and so the ukulele and the bass are my main instruments right now. And I also play the trumpet um, wow. and I have that in common as well. So yeah. Juliet, uh, the only thing I've ever played is a jukebox. Uh, I'm very good at it, by the way. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. really, I'm really good at it. Um, it gets a stack of quarters like this. That's, 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 that's right. Are they right. sell? Are they sell quarters, John? <laughs> I have I, the ones that places I go to. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yes, and the dollar beer. Uh, yeah. What are all the names of those things? You mentioned the ukulele. You meant what are the names of all the different uh, instruments behind you? Well, let me introduce you to my friends. So I have the, the mandolin in the corner, the bass, acoustic bass. Um, this is a six string ukulele. Um, so it's just a ukulele. It's the main one I play. This is an electric, a mini electric guitar, the bass ukulele, and then the guitar. And I have another guitar over there, another tiny ukulele in the other room. And uh, so, yeah, I've played all of them over the years and I kind of go back and forth and what am I feeling today, you know? So this year I've been playing the the bass because I have had this instrument for like three years and finally it was time to to really 
sit down and learn it. So it's been really, well, really when, when did you start start playing uh, these instruments? And, and, and you mentioned ukuleles, and, and ukuleles uh, uh, kind of identified with, with folk music and country music. Are you, are you that genre of music fan too? I do. I do like country and folk music. And I started with the piano when I was a little girl and I learned how to read music and play basics on the piano. And then I taught myself how to play guitar. And then when I was a junior in high school, the, the year before, uh, the summer before, I wanted to be in the marching band. So I went to the band director and I said, what instrument do you need? He said, well, we need a trumpet. So I taught myself how to play the basics of the trumpet over the summer. But if, any, if anybody knows, David, you probably know that's a very difficult instrument to play. It actually took me many years to get good at it, but I did learn, you know, and and taught myself and practiced. And then after after high school, I started getting really serious. I took a lot of lessons in trumpet and was in bands over the years until uh, I wanted to sing. And so I started playing the mandolin and then the ukulele so I could sing at the same time. And it just really expanded my musical repertoire from there. Do you still, do you still perform musically? Only online right now. I have... Uh, I would love to be in a band or have a band at some point, but right now I'm just practicing my skills, keeping my, you know, my music reading up and writing a little bit of music just for fun too. So you say online, is that, is that your outlet, your main outlet for your music right now? I mean, you're not in a band, you say, but you, you play a lot at home. Is it, do you put stuff out online? Have you singing, playing instruments, things like that? I do. Yeah. And it's funny because I have like a, you know, like a private, account that my fan my family follows and most of my music goes to them but when uh my friends were visiting some model friends I was playing and they're like you should put this on your modeling page and I never like put it up there that much because I'm always like oh it's just a modeling page it's like in my portfolio but I'm really trying to put more on my modeling Instagram which is my main social media that I use and because people do like to see that side of me and I'm a bit of a perfectionist so I want it to be like a good recording and so I think that's why sometimes people don't end up seeing it but I do play a lot for my for myself and for my family and before I forget because I will uh your Instagram page what is the address the the, the that people can go to 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 see it so people can find my Instagram at hello jewels dot ig so it's kind of an annoying Instagram handle. And I am rebranding from Hello Jewels. Um, maybe you could have that in your show notes or whatever. But um, yeah, it's Hello Jewels, J-E-W-E-L-S dot I-G for Instagram. And I've been wanting to rebrand rebrand for a while. I mean, I guess I have kind of a, a brand behind Hello Jewels, which was a random name that I needed when I was creating a new Instagram page after my first one had been um removed and I was like well I need an Instagram at hello jewels and it just stuck and it worked for for years until I guess the past few years I just don't really relate to it it doesn't feel like how I want to express myself but people know know me as jewels it's everywhere on the internet as hello jewels but uh Juliet is what I wanted to start going by it's my name and I was like this is such a beautiful name it's a shame that I can't use it in my modeling and I know a lot of other models who use their uh, you know their actual name and their modeling so I was like why not so actually working with David has been my first time that I have used Juliet and I I liked Juliet Wild I felt like I get compared sometimes to Olivia Wilde so I was like let's go with it let's just I think it's fun and so I love being referred to as Juliet. And so here we are. It's a wonderful yeah, name. Her, Go ahead, David. Oh, I, I told her when, when we first started to shoot that uh, I love the fact that her name is Juliet and it was for February, which is the, the month of love because of Valentine's Day and all that stuff. And I'm a huge Shakespeare fan. And, one of my, and my favorite is, of course, Romeo and Juliet. I mean, I love that story. Uh, love the movie, by the way, that that they did about it. I mean, it's just a, a, so amazing. It's such a great, great love story. And um, having her as our model in the middle for February was just perfect. And so I, I told her, please, may I use Juliet 
please, please, please. I'll tell and, you uh, uh, interesting, David, uh, stat about uh, Shakespeare was when he had the Globe Theater on the Thames River, he used to get guys out of prison to do the fight scenes. And if they were, <laughs> and if they were good, they he would keep them out of prison, you know, if they, if they were realistic and all that stuff. I always thought that was the birth of professional wrestling. So uh, <laughs> I, I made all that up at the end, but the first part is true. But uh, I always That's thought awesome. we're, we're, we're directly linked to Shakespeare, which is, is not true, but I like saying that. In a John, John, I was the one picked. I was the one. <laughs> That's right. That's how Jerry got started. He, yeah, he was. He, yeah, yeah. He Jerry, was at the Globe. He was at Jerry the Globe. Ended up in a London jail. Uh, ended up at the Globe. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That is actually so such an interesting um piece of history that you know, John. I love how how much you know about history. That's really cool. I know a lot of useless facts, Julia. It just yeah. nothing, but it, it's fun yeah. reciting them and then you just add your own spin at the end. And useless <laughs> facts are the best ones. Exactly. My, my, my wife is a school teacher, a history teacher, and I, I'm just full of useless trivia. I mean, I I, I and I, I watch I watch I watch all those game shows and, and I'm pretty good <laughs> on the damn things at times, but uh, yeah, my wife says, you know so much useless trivia. Where do you get all that stuff? I don't know. I pick it up from John, maybe. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Jerry and I, Jerry and I talk every day. Yeah. Jerry and I talk every day pretty much about a lot of nonsense. It doesn't... Uh, <laughs> yeah. David, well, there's so much out there. Uh, uh, Juliet mentioned her Instagram and uh, her watch the branch she's building. What is the future of magazines because you have so much access to stars you have so much access to people now on the internet so much is free so much writing is free what is the future that you've seen because you've been neck deep in this for the last couple of years with your magazine what is the future you believe as far as where magazines go from here i i think that um as as long as a magazine finds its format and its theme and can continue to build upon that and just keep the content really, really good and, and something that people want to read. Um, it, what you're doing is you're, you're actually creating this, this kind of moment in time each month with your publication. Yes, there's all of this stuff that's out there on the internet that's kind of flying around. But here, by having a magazine, what you've done is you've made it more concise. You've put it into a package. You've got some great stories here, 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 and here, interspaced with gorgeous women in between. I think that's what I hope will keep the magazine um, genre alive a little bit longer. And I keep, and what's really interesting is I keep having guys say, "When are you going to do it? When are you going to do a printed edition?" Well, <clears throat> we're 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 talking about it right now. It's just too too prohibitively expensive because of the cost of paper and that kind of thing. Also for distribution, it's that's it's a whole different animal. But I mean, we're considering maybe doing something special, maybe once a year, twice a year, where we do do a printed edition, uh, kind of a review of all of the, the the first six months, maybe or the maybe a review of the year, something like that. But um, I think that um, it, it just what it does it's by keeping it in that one place. You're pulling a little bit from here, a little bit from there, putting it in one place where people can look at it and read it, keep it either on maybe on a tablet or right now on a tablet and carry it with them and, and read it that way. You don't have to do this searching. And plus the fact if you, again, put it together in such a, a way that it's um, interesting and people want to uh, have it with them, I think that's that's the way it's going to, to stay alive um, because just having it out there randomly you you've got to go out and search for it or you've got to know something about something to find it whereas here we're 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 giving you something about travel we're giving you something about maybe food we're giving you something about this and also this the the actual copy the stories about our women that appear in the magazine also gives them something interesting another interesting aspect about the model beyond their physical beauty they're they're very interesting people, um, wonderfully talented. Juliet being a perfect example of this, in in more ways than just being in front of the camera. And I think by offering them these very special women, special stories, that comes together to create something, a package, so to speak, that will remain uh, viable 
and that would be a magazine. Juliet, what has the response been for you and, and what is next for you? The response is another question. Yeah, the response, the response, what has been the response coming out off the magazine uh, with David and uh, what what is next for you? Okay, well, the response has been really great. People have been loving the photos. There's only been, I haven't had a chance to do the first. So this is the first day that um that I know that I could start posting because it was like under wraps. And so the ones that have been released, I allowed to show up on my page as a collaborator on my Instagram page. And the response has been, I mean, I've been, I haven't even posted anything personally yet, maybe one in my story, but I've been getting so much congratulations and all this. And I was like, what are people congratulating me? But oh, this is, this has been posted. And, and so I'm so excited that people are feeling inspired to congratulate me because it does, it does feel like an accomplishment and a wonderful thing that we've created. And then I get to be a part of with all these other amazing, beautiful women. So many of them that I know personally, and like really genuinely love as human beings. And so it's been really just very excited to be part of it. So I'm excited to start posting more of the, of the photos and letting my fans know, or they can get the magazine and subscribe and what is next for me? Um, I do so much. I have so many things going on and it's, it's great. It's a wonderful problem to have. And as far as modeling goes, my next, um, hmm, let's see, I have some things in February that I'm going to do, be doing some, some body painting. I'm being a body painted at events and get to go to these really fun events and be a body painted model. And then in March, I'm doing a big trip with a couple of other model friends and we're doing a little tour. I call them tours. We tour around, uh, I'll be going to the East Coast and traveling from all the way from Boston to Florida, doing photo shoots all along the way. We have this whole schedule we've built and we've already booked a bunch of photo shoots together, which is so cool that I get to pose with, with two of my wonderful friends. I love being around them. So it's gonna be a wonderful opportunity to create art and work with a lot of new people. I do shoot on the East Coast quite a bit, but um, not as much as I do on the West Coast and in Los Angeles. So there's a lot of opportunities out there. It's a really, really vast network of photographers and models. So I'm really excited to be more, uh, I guess, to bridge both sides of the US and to shoot with more people across the country and have this wonderful experience. I've never really traveled with other models before. I've always done my trips by myself. So this is going to be really, really cool to to have uh, to, with them to share that. Well, congratulations! It's wonderful for you and uh, for David. And is it the Instagram? Is that the best way for people to follow you on social media? Do you have anything else that you'd like to to put out there at least for people to follow? Yeah, I got Instagram is the main place where I post. I also have a YouTube channel that I'm not as active on, but it is Hello Jewels on that as well. And if, if your uh, listeners or viewers go to my Instagram, there's a link in my bio that has all my other pages as well. So I do use Instagram as my main platform. And right now I'm just trying to figure out how to rebrand as Juliet Wild and what that will look like as far as creating new social media usernames and platforms. But for now, it's hellojewels.ig. And David, uh, thank you so much uh, again. And Mr. Briscoe and I are not exactly the best hosts. In fact, we're awful. Uh, we do that just because <laughs> we enjoy it. But did we miss anything? Is there anything else that you would like to, Should we should have asked you, you, can, you can give us a tutorial here about how to be good podcast hosts. Because we're, we're <laughs> no, not very you, good. You've covered, you've covered the, the gamut, my friend. Um, and one of the things uh, that um, Juliet had mentioned to me, and I, I hope I'm correct, you are, you're also considering doing a, your own line of wardrobe clothing yes no am i correct on that yes you are oh. yeah yeah i'm getting my um i have a sewing machine and i i really do so much i do um another place you can find me is twitch which is where this clothing project will be i do a lot of live streaming there which i should have mentioned to use that more than youtube so twitch hello jewels on twitch and in the future i'll be doing my clothing projects I do all kinds of like arts and crafts. I do music, but um, I do a lot of my own photography and self-portraiture. I actually have my first 
piece in uh, in an art show coming up in Tucson, the um, erotica art show in Tucson. And so that's a self-portrait. And that goes with that is this clothing that I'm, I create my own pieces or, you know, lingerie or just like fun things to have in a, in a photograph, not necessarily even clothing all the time. You know, sometimes it's a string or a string bikini, like, like little fun things to have that will really elevate my artwork to the next level of I'm being the model, the photographer, I shoot on film and Polaroids and make a really just very sensual experience of the whole process. And then to have my own clothing that I created in the photograph as well, or my own designs is going to be just taking it to the next artistic level for me. Cat. Sorry about the cat. <laughs> That's okay. I love cats. Uh, so David, tell us again, how to get to your magazine, how to, uh, get to what you're, you're, uh, promoting and, and all that you do, please. Uh, well, you can find us on uh, Instagram, of course, M-E-C-E-M-A-G, um, Mise Mag, uh, at Instagram. And then uh, the the website is, of course, www.mecemagazine.com. And um, the, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm hoping that everybody will pick up a copy of, of the February issue. Uh, online, of course, by going to the website and catching uh, the wonderful Juliet in her layout, as well as what we have in the February issue with her. And um, one of the things she was talking about, what she's uh, about to be doing, we're going to see each other again at the end of May, because some of her friends, some of her girlfriends or models are putting together a program in, in New York outside, I think, Rochester. And um, it's going to be about a dozen models, I think, there. I'm going there to do some searching for new talent. And I will run into actually several of my models in the middle who are going to already be there. Alice Antoinette, who is putting this together, was one of my models in the middle uh, in 2022. And um, she's going to be there. So, um yeah, I mean, I'm gonna uh, get I get a chance to work with uh, Juliet and all of them again in just a few months, and then of course I'm uh, doing my thing. I'm actually working for Mercedes starting this weekend, all next week. Um, my other side, my other job description is being a pro driver for various manufacturers. So I'm I'm going to the SoCal area to work for Mercedes for a week, and I'm hoping to get that going again a little bit. Now that I've got the magazine kind of going uh, on a regular basis uh, and have some rhythm going, I'm starting to do a little more of my car stuff again. I think I'm going to be working for Infinity um, in um, May as well, uh, leading up to going to New York. So, you know, I've got a lot of irons in the fire still and that kind of thing. But my my main deal is Missy Magazine. That's what we want to make happen and be great and everybody in the world get a copy i mean we want we're trying to spread the word well awesome well guys thank you very much appreciate your time uh, juliet it's such a pleasure to meet you and david it's wonderful to see you again and uh wish you both the very best and thanks for your time today thank you so thank much you. it was tons of fun to meet you and really really great conversation thank you so much for having me mm -hmm.